to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, Brother Corey is going through some uh, personal spiritual battles and different things, and uh, he um, he said he wants to wait uh, on being baptized. It will come, but he has uh, got some things that he is dealing with, so we need to just... Just pray for him. It's great to have him in the house of God with us today. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I was just I was just saying Wednesday night in, in my message, uh, and, and this is a problem. I think it's more prevalent with apostolic churches than the nominal churches. Is too many times we baptize people before they're ready. We just like to say, "Well, I got another notch on my belt." You know, and uh, uh, we need to make sure, you know, we talked about John the Baptist Wednesday night. People come to him wanting to be baptized. He said, bring me fruit first. Meat for repentance. Hallelujah. Amen. I know some of these things don't fit our Pentecostal traditions, but your tradition don't mean much when it comes to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. It's great to have Sister Betty back with us today. <clears throat> Amen. Good to see her. And uh, next week is our the church's 69th homecoming. Praise the Lord. God has blessed us 69 years. Amen. And we got a special day planned. Uh, for tomorrow, I'm sure, uh, she hadn't told me, but I'm sure there is a, uh, <coughs> a menu up on the board back there uh, for you to sign. The church always provides the meats uh, uh, for that uh, event, and then we step up with uh, side dishes and desserts and things of that nature. Uh, we will be having regular uh, services that start at 10 o'clock. Our Sunday school will start at 10 o'clock. Uh, and um, uh, having a regular morning service. Uh, Brother Ronnie is going to be the one speaking next Sunday morning. Uh, he's be preaching for us. Amen. And we got a special treat. We're going, we'll break around 1245 to have lunch as usual. And then at 2 o'clock, we got a special uh, treat uh, for brother from out of uh, Illinois, Brother Robert Turner is coming down, and uh, this this man has got a set of lungs on him, I tell you. He he can really sing, uh, and sings under the anointing, and uh, he also he will be, he'll be preaching, uh, ministering after he uh, gets through singing a little bit, and so invite everybody and let uh, us... Pull out some of these names and call some people. Sometimes you got to put legs to your prayers. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, invite them to come to the homecoming. That's a day for people to come come back home. Hallelujah. And so we're expecting a great time in the Lord next Sunday. And uh, so everybody, please uh, remember that. And we're just excited about that. There will not be a Sunday night service next week. Just the Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, we'll be getting through between 3 and 3.30, uh, sometime around that. So uh, 
remember that. We had a great time of fellowship over at um, the park in Goodlesville yesterday. For those, appreciate those able to, uh, to come. We had uh, a, a, great, uh, a great time of fellowship. Although, um, I mean, it was uh, last year, we had it in May, and everybody had coats on. It was kind of cold, if you remember, but it was warm yesterday, but under the trees and that shelter, it wasn't that bad. It was a, just a great time to get together, and um, uh, even uh, little spiritual activities took place uh, yesterday afternoon that uh, uh, some, some may have missed. Uh, there was the uh, uh, Goodlesville police officer uh, making making rounds uh, there in the park, and uh, Travis got up and went over and invited him to come and have something to eat. And uh, so uh, uh, he uh, said he had already eaten lunch, but he did come uh, come under the shelter, and uh, I think got some desserts or something of that nature, and uh, uh, sat there and <laughs> had some. Uh, talk with uh, him for a few minutes, and um, uh, there's a particular situation that uh, uh, Brother Chase and I have been talking about, uh, you know, about God raising up different ones uh, in, the, in, in the congregation for, with tic- particular gifts and callings and, and things of that nature, and uh, uh seen that come out yesterday when that police officer uh, um, he, he got a I think he got a call and he had to leave uh, Sister Darlene uh, just uh, went to him and said that she wanted to thank him uh, for uh, what he does and putting his life on the line she just you know wanted to uh, just to say and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost welled up within her tongues <laughs> tried to come out and she held the tongues back but she prophesied to that police officer as he stood there with his eyes wide open and didn't know what and uh, gave that man a word brother and uh, he just he looked at he says thank you he said thank you ma'am I appreciate that you know and basically you just tell him that God was going to keep his hand of protection on him in that dangerous situation he's in. And uh, that is what God has got us here for, to make an impact on people's lives. And there's a lot of us in this house right now have got things down in us God has put there, God has imparted there, but have been laying dormant. And we need to let them come forth, no matter where you're at. Don't be afraid to let that spirit come out even if you're standing in the middle of Walmart. <coughs> Hallelujah. Let God have control no matter where you are at. Hallelujah. But anyway, <coughs> uh, they had some, um, uh, some hamburgers and some hot dogs from yesterday uh, uh, left over. And uh, our youth department is going to be offering them uh, for sale uh, today, as you leave, you can uh, grab one or and sit down and eat if you want to just take it with you and go on. But the proceeds will go to the youth department of the uh, uh, of the church. And uh, please uh, take it uh, 
advantage of that. Hallelujah. Service back tonight at 6 o'clock, and I uh, hope that you will be here tonight to worship the Lord with us again tonight. Hallelujah. Well, let's just get into the Word. And I know I'm not going to be able to um, to finish uh, my message today, and so I am not going to rush it, and uh, I'm not going to cut half of it out because the Lord has given to me. So what I don't get done this morning, I will finish up in the service tonight. Uh, we didn't have anybody for layman's uh, uh, night. This is supposed to be layman's night, uh, and so we don't have nobody lined up for that. So uh, we'll be finishing up. speak tonight, sister. I, hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> We're going to the book of Luke, the 24th chapter, verse 36 through 53. Hallelujah. Beware, Sister Darlene, I'll write your name down, something where you volunteer or not. <laughs> And as they thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted, and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled? And why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, and that is that is, it's I myself, handle me and see. For a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy, they just couldn't, simply stated, they couldn't believe what they were seeing. It was just, you know, surreal to them. Uh, and since they believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, Have you here any meat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and of a honeycomb. And he took it and he did eat before them. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Verse 45, then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, thus it is written and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to raise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye here in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far 
as to Bethany and lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. Fathers, we come today. We thank you, God, for the privilege to be here on this Pentecost Sunday. Our minds go back to the power of that day and what it meant for the church today that the Spirit baptized the believers. I pray, Lord, that you will help us gain a greater hunger and understanding of the working of your Spirit and help us, God, to just grow thereby so we can truly be what you want us to be, and that is salt and light in this world. All these things we ask in your name. Let the church say, you can be seated. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to speak uh, today uh, on a subject uh, titled, The Three Aspects of Pentecost. Three aspects of Pentecost. We got a birthday to recognize today. We already recognized one that didn't have one. <coughs> but we do got a birthday to recognize today, and it's the birthday of the church. Now, not this church. I'm not talking about this church, but I'm talking about the church. Amen. Hallelujah. The church, the body of Jesus Christ, the church Jesus purchased with his very own blood. Uh, she has stood tall as a pillar of truth amidst the sin, darkness, and corruption of a wicked world. Since the first 50 days after the Passover at which Jesus was crucified. Now, Although Pentecost Sunday doesn't have a display of colored lights like you see at Christmas, or we don't see candy-filled Easter baskets like you do at Easter, yet the spirit-to-spirit-filled Christians all over the world, it marks the day which we were imparted with strength that still to this day rattles the gates of hell and makes the captives free. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Pentecost is like gasoline in the tank of a car. It's like voltage in the bolt of lightning and like the unseen force of a magnet. Nothing can compare to Pentecost, but it's still the most misunderstood phenomenon in the church today. Even Pentecostal folks, amen, don't fully understand the full impact of what it means for Pentecost. Hallelujah. Oh, I tell you one thing. We all talk about different things in the past and things we miss. There's one thing that I miss very particularly, amen, that we do not have, amen, that our forefathers have, and that's a hunger for the power of the Holy Ghost to move in our midst. We've lost that somewhere along the way. Hallelujah. We're so tied up with our own lives, 
because we just simply too wore out. <clears throat> My Lord, some of you older ones, I know if you think, think back. Amen. Amen, it's not been that long ago. Man, the Sunday night services. Amen, we never left the doors of the church house. Amen, before 10 o'clock. Hallelujah. I mean, the preacher, whoever it was would be preaching, would preach about an hour and a half, and then we would have another hour and a half in the altar praying for people. Hallelujah. Praying through to the Holy Ghost for healings, for having demons cast out. Amen. But you know what? If things don't, God, I'm going to let you move today, but I'm watching that clock. Hallelujah. And when that clock hits a certain minute, amen, right. I'm up and out of here. Hallelujah. And then we want God to move with that kind of attitude. Hallelujah. Church, in the hour that we're living today, you need more of it. You don't need less of it. Hallelujah. My Lord, we had to get up and go to work just as early back then. Hallelujah. I remember I remember Larry Flyers when he came to church. He was up and had to be up at 3 o'clock every morning. But he never missed a Sunday night. He never missed a Wednesday night. He was there. Amen. I didn't have to get up that early back in those days. And I admired people that had some gumption and had a desire for the house of God. That's why we've seen the powerful moves of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Back then that we're not experiencing right now. Hallelujah. You can pray all you want and ask God for this to happen or that to happen, but God is in turn asking me a question, how bad do I want it? How hungry am I? Am I willing to move out of my comfort zone? Glory to God. Amen. Am I willing to do something that I'm not normally willing to do for the things of God? Oh, hallelujah. Like I said, church, Pentecost is like the gasoline in the tank of a car. I don't care what kind of vehicle you buy. Amen. Whether it's a Cadillac or Lincoln, amen, or whatever it may be, it's got to have something to fuel it, to, to make it go, or it's worthless. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And the church today, amen, we stand in need, amen, of a Holy Ghost fuel that will fuel us, glory to God, and that will shake us out of our settled, amen, mess that we have sunk into. Hallelujah. So God can do something. He can still heal, deliver, amen, and make free. Give him a hand. Clap of praise if you believe that. Today, I'm going to finish it tonight, but I want to talk about the, the three aspects of Pentecost. Amen. And the first one, the first one is the promise. The promise that was made, amen, for Pentecost to come. The promise of the coming of Pentecost was well documented 
within the pages of Scripture as to leave no doubt that God had something special planned for his people. Hallelujah. God gave a promise of something coming. Even back under the old covenant, under the prophets of old, it was prophesied. Behold, with, uh, with stammering lips and other tongues, what he's speaking to the people. Didn't nobody know what he was talking about. Nobody back then had a clue. Do you realize if you're sitting here this morning and you have been filled with the Holy Ghost and you've had that tongues flow up within you, do you really realize how blessed you are? You have been given something that's more valuable than if somebody wants to write you a check for a million dollars. Because it does much more than you than money can do. Hallelujah. So it was prophesied. The Old Testament people never experienced it. They never knew what it was. They were looking, amen, and they knew it was coming, but they didn't have a clue. Then here come, here come a crazy man. All of a sudden, out of the wilderness, eating locusts and wild honey. Everybody's invited over to pastor's house this afternoon. I'm going to give you some locusts. Hallelujah. <laughs> Probably wasn't nobody show up. But this man was in the wilderness. You know what most people think about John today? They say he needs to be committed. Somebody needs to sign his commitment papers. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people don't desire certain gifts and callings of God on their life because they don't want to be considered crazy. They don't want to be considered off the deep edge. Because I'm just going to tell you plain out fact the way it is right now. Hallelujah. Amen. If, 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 if we would allow God, to, and I'm talking about every one of us, if we would allow God to step up, amen, and in and use us like he really wanted to be used, I guarantee you the people where you work, your next door neighbors, your best friend, and a whole lot of your families will say they done gone bonkers. Hallelujah. So we'd rather not have that stigma. Amen. But, uh, I tell you what, it's a whole lot more important that that police officer from the Goodsville Police Officer, uh, 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 Police Department, got that word that God wanted for him yesterday. Hallelujah! It's more important, Amen. If you pass somebody in Walmart that needs a touch from God, that's been, uh, who knows, they might be be contemplating suicide. Amen. And God needs somebody, amen, that's not timid and that's not backward, that's not shy, who is say, Lord, use me in whatever capacity you want me to be used in. See, the problem is we don't mind being used of God right here inside our four walls. We don't mind being used in here. But, hey, you know, leave us alone out when we get out there. Leave us alone while we get out there because, you know, I got, I got the preds on my mind when I get out there. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
We, we needed some Holy Ghost filled people to bust that party up on Lower Broadway last night. Come on. Hallelujah. We needed some people going down through there and laying hands on some folks. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. See, we still don't get it. What do you think he meant when he said, I called you to be a light into the world? A city set on a hill. But we don't want to, we don't want to be stigmatized. Amen. We don't want to put up with what our forefathers put up with. We got it easy today. We got it easy today. Hallelujah. I can remember some of those times when I was very young starting out in the, in the tent ministry. Amen. I, I, I know, I know, well, I know, know what it is. Amen. For that, uh, the people looking at, uh, looking folks under, under the unction of the Holy Ghost and people in the community. Amen. Don't know what's going on. I remember one time years ago under a tent, there was, there was a sister. She fell, fell out. The tent sides was down. It was a little, a little bit cooler. And, um, uh, uh, she fell. She fell out under the Holy Ghost, and and, and one of her hands was sticking out from underneath of the bottom curtain of the tent. Amen. And and one of these uh, uh, teenage teenage boys that was across the street laughing and carrying on during the during the whole time came over there and stuck a a cigarette butt to the center of her hand. Brother Penrod's mother. Sitting in the church, right by a window off to the side, <coughs> sitting there playing the old pump style organ. A lot of bit, a little bit different playing that than us sitting over there. Pumping away, people shouting, praising God and glorifying God. Somebody throws a rock through the glass right beside there, and glass just goes all through her head of hair. Mom just shook her head like that, and the bobby pins flew, and the hair went out, and glass fell out of her. And said she never missed a beat on that organ. Kept on playing. You might not care for that, but I love that. I live for that. That's what my life has been all about. I still want to see it now. We need it now. And people are dying and going to hell because the church, we've lost the fire. And we don't have a hunger to get it back. Let me finish up talking about this crazy man by the name of John. How, what he predicted. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. He told him, he said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. He will baptize you. Can't you imagine those people looking around? What in the world is this man talking about? Somebody else said, well, what can you expect out of somebody uh, eating locusts and wild honey. 
What else can you expect? Oh, but I'm going to tell you what. Let me ask you, and I'm not asking for a show of hands, but just think about it. How many locusts and wild honey would you be willing to eat if you could experience what John the Baptist experienced? Because he had a walk with God. He had a walk with God. He had a kinfolk, his cousin, that he grew up with, but never really realized who he was. Till one day, as he was baptizing in the Jordan river he looked up and he saw Jesus coming something quickened inside him and he cried out behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world hallelujah Folks, it's still worth, worth it for me to deny my flesh so I can have more of him. All the time I hear people talking about the anointing on different people's life and on different, different ministers and, and different things. Folks, that, when you see somebody and, and we're, talk, we're still talking about the Holy Ghost here. But when you see somebody that's gotten anointing on their life, I'm going to tell you something. Being baptized with the Holy Ghost, it's a gift. It comes, it comes by promise. For all those who repent and are baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of their sins. But there's difference in that in the anointing. When you see the anointing on somebody's life, I guarantee you the stronger the anointing on their life, the greater the suffering that they've had to endure. It don't come cheap. It comes with a prize. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What are we willing to expend? David, not David, excuse me, uh, Apostle Paul in the New Testament, he said, I will gladly spend and be spent for your behalf. Hallelujah. Church, we've got to get a hold of that again. We got to get a hold of that again. Where we got a church house filled with prayer warriors. Amen. People with some anointing on their life. Amen. Where we can see God move. But then it, it just wasn't John who predicted. It just wasn't the Old Testament prophets who predicted. Let's look at the words of Jesus. In John chapter 7, verses 37 and 39, I preached on this. Uh, uh, not too long ago. It said on the last day, that great day of the feast, 
Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. Verse 39, But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive, for the, the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Hallelujah. There was a process for, for everything. There's a process. Amen. Then God might be calling you for a purpose, but if you want that purpose to be fulfilled, don't be afraid of a process. Hallelujah. There's a process involved. Glory to God. The Holy Ghost was a will of God, but certain things had to transpire before the Holy Ghost came. Jesus had to die. Now you know the story when he was crucified. How that they had a mixture of something. They put on sponge, vinegar, and gall and different things and offered it to him and he he wouldn't one place said he didn't take it. <coughs> he didn't take it because he thought it was bitter and it tastes bad. But actually that mixture I've read up on it, it acts as a pain reliever to help with some of the pain. He wouldn't take it all away, but they gave to everybody who the Romans crucified. It kind of it numbed. Jesus refused to take it, Brother Chase, because he knew he had to endure every muscle spasm pain that was shooting through his body because he was enduring it for you. He was enduring it for you. He was enduring it for me. And he says, no. He says, I got to feel the full force of this. I got to feel it all. Because he took the weight of the whole world on his shoulder. I quoted you a few minutes ago what John the Baptist said. A lot of people, if you'll catch, amen, notice it in the future. Amen, they'll quote that verse and say, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. That's not pluralized there. Amen. And you don't need to pluralize it. He said, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. Let me give you something right now. Amen. It'll do good that you hold on to. Long before my personal sins could be dealt with, the sin that Adam put on us all had to be dealt with. That was the sin of the world. Adam's transgression had to be eradicated. You was born with it. I don't care. You could, you could have lived a righteous life as you want to live, but still die and go to hell because you were born with Adam's sin in you. But Jesus came as a spotless lamb to take away the sin of the world. Oh, glory to God. So Jesus stood 
And he made that prophecy. If anybody thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Because if you do that, hallelujah, out of your belly, out of your innermost being, shall flow rivers of living water. Then he went on to say that he was, spec, he was speaking concerning the Holy Ghost. Amen. That was going to be given, but had not yet because Jesus was not yet glorified. One other scripture, and this first aspect is as far as I'm going <coughs> to get to this morning. John chapter 16, verses 7 through 12. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Jesus spoke this word, this word right here, after the night of the Last Supper. During that night, the, the, the eve before his crucifixion. And this is what some of the things was he told him. He said, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he has come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Now, if I had plenty of time and I could actually get down into teaching something here, in this where Jesus is fulfilling or foretelling about the coming of the Comforter, King James Version says right here, Comforter, the New King James Version, if you look it up, will say Helper. Because in the original Greek, that word means one who is called alongside to help. Hallelujah. My, my, my. As I think about the times in my life that the Holy Ghost has been my helper. The times in my life that I felt like I was standing alone, but yet I knew I wasn't alone because I had a helper. Hallelujah. And he said, I've got to go away or this helper won't come. And there's a lot of things involved with the Holy Ghost. And by the way, why we all need it today. That 12th verse, I have yet many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. There was other things, other spiritual principles that Jesus wanted to impart to the closest men that was to him on this earth at that time. But he says, I can't do it. What, what, what was he just talking about? The coming of what? 
uh, the Holy Ghost. And in another place he said, when the Holy Ghost come, he will lead you and guide you, right? And all truth. The reason why he said this, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. The reason why they couldn't, under, they couldn't bear them now, they couldn't understand them, they wouldn't be able to receive them is because they didn't have the Holy Ghost. There's certain, I'm telling you, you can read the Bible and you can be like, you can be like Johnny James. I wished I was. I mean, this, you know, he, he has a photostatic memory and some of, he, he's preached at our church. Don't ever carry a Bible with him, he, <clears throat> but he tells you what chapter and verse to go to and he quotes it without missing nothing. And then he'll say, well, now this version says this and he'll, he'll give you another version. I mean, it's, it's just amazing. I've never, ever seen nobody like that man. But I'm going to tell you something. You can be like Johnny James, and you can quote the whole book from Genesis to Revelations and not, and not miss a comma, not miss an exclamation point or a question mark. But there are things about it, there are things buried in it, you will never get unless you got the Holy Ghost. Paul said they are spiritually discerned. So we need the Holy Ghost more than just so we can feel good and get a spiritual high and talk in tongues like a Chinese phone book. You need it for understanding. Jesus told them, there's many things I want to give you, but you can't have it now. Hallelujah. That's why I want the power of the Holy Ghost more prevalent in my life every day. Because there's still many unhidden truths in God's Word that even though, even though I've been pastoring, pastoring you since 1991, there's still, and, and, and preaching beyond, beyond that, there's still hidden nuggets in there that I haven't dug out yet. I would be crazy to try to think that I know it all, that I understand it all. Hallelujah. That's why that we need to have more respect for our brothers and sisters when God gives them something, amen, uh, to share with us. We need to have the humility to receive what God's trying to give to us no matter where it's coming from. Hallelujah. So that's the promise, the three aspects, the promise. By the grace of God tonight, I'm going to talk about the power. <coughs> Hallelujah. And I'm going to talk about the purpose. Let's all stand together. I would like Brother Steve come, if you would, to the keyboard.